Wanting to understand marketing better? You're in the right place. Welcome to Marketing Mind with your host, Andrew Allen. Welcome to the fourth episode of Interview with a Marketing Pro. Today, I'm joined by Yes Digital's most well-groomed client services manager. Thank you. That's Nick Graham over here. Hello. So, as always, Nick, I've got three questions for you. Mm -hmm. We're doing it in one take and everything's going in. See how we go. First question. Yep. What has been your biggest win looking after Google Ads accounts this year so far? Um, it's tough. I mean, I I don't think I have like a single biggest win, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I had to think a, a bit hard about this, but uh, my, my recent big win would probably be um, just uh, finally figuring out an issue that I was having with an account, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this client, um, they were spending a fair bit of money, getting lots of clicks, and they just weren't converting, basically. Sure. Um, so, you know, looking into lots of things, and turns out that they had a, a bit of a bad reputation in their area. Mm, okay. Um, so they had some bad Google reviews. Um, so what we did was we created a landing page and actually mm-hmm. took the ads, you know, away from their brand, away from their main website mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, sent it to the landing page instead just to see, you know, is, is the brand the issue? Uh, yeah, is the website true. the issue? And it turns out that that was really like the main thing that was creating an issue for this business. Okay. And, right. and now that, yeah, they're, they're going really well. So they were always concerned that they were doing better, uh, you know, like a, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're smashing that and it's, yeah, it's really good. Fantastic. All right. So is that a long-term strategy for them? They're focusing just on, on this landing page or are they I mean, going on, undergoing a rebrand? Um, I, I think the landing page is a, is a bit of a short-term fix. Yep. Uh, it's kind of identified that the brand is maybe the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe a rebrand is, is the way to go. We, we haven't quite got that far. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I definitely think maybe a new website, taking them away from the brand, uh, is, is probably where they're going to go. But yeah, I, I think now the account can only get better. So mm, Okay. It, it, managing them through that rebrand, like the, the marketing side of it, uh, obviously would be something that you'd be able to handle for them. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing you would hate to happen when someone rebrands is to repeat the old mistakes that yeah, got definitely. those bad reviews in the first place. Yeah. So uh, out, outside... Getting through that, a little bit outside of scope, but mm. hopefully uh, this experience has helped them. Something they can learn from. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they had addressed that internally mm. anyway. They just couldn't really hide from those mm. bad reviews. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. So, outside of that big win, what has been your smaller but more satisfying win? Um. I think probably uh, just getting uh, a couple of clients that were happy enough with my service mm-hmm. to be referring people that they know. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, this year I've had a, a couple of those. So that's yeah, it's pretty satisfying. And it kind of makes it all worth it. I mean, even just getting like a couple of reviews is is you yeah, know, it's nice. Yeah, it's always good. It's good yeah. to get that positive feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So third question. Mm-hmm. We might loop back to that first one because I, okay. I feel like there's still a lot more we could talk about there. Sure. But um, third, third question, when you start working with a new customer, mm. what's the most common thing that you have to help those people understand? Um, 
definitely uh, something that I always get in a, in a new account. So usually people that haven't dealt with ads before, um, they always ask why I'm repeating the keyword within ad groups. Sure, okay. Um, and it's, it's basically because of the, the different keyword match types. Yeah. And usually when I would start out in an account, I have uh, you know three match types in there and it, and it does look like it's just repeated three times. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's me using a, a, a exact match, mm -hmm. a phrase match, and a broad match modified match type. Okay, sure. It kind of just helps to. Uh, mm, it's 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 a good way to kind of capture all angles of traffic because you can never mm -hmm. you can never predict how mm -hmm. people are going to search on Google. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a good way to yeah capture all possible kind of search mm -hmm. types in Google. And, and sorry. Yeah, so eventually you will kind of uh, narrow down those match types to, uh, you know, a couple, but you are only capturing like a, a particular phrase or two that are mm. converting the best. But yeah, quite often I'll, I'll start out with, with all three. Mm. Okay, yeah, interesting. So so sounds like what you're doing there is essentially split testing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a, it's a phrase that's often reserved for... Just Google, uh, sorry, Google Ad text mm. or the actual text ads, I should say. Yeah. Um, get split tested, mm -hmm. and, and pretty much everyone does that. Yeah. Uh, but split testing is, is definitely something that I like to see outside of just a has split test. Yeah. Keywords. Is in yeah, exactly. You can split test everything. Yeah. <laughs> landing page. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and landing pages uh, takes us back to that yes. first question because. It sounds like you maybe weren't running concurrently, but it's pretty much a split test that you were doing there. That's the main thing that uh, changed. We actually were. Uh, yeah, I did have okay. them both going. I ran yeah, an experiment yeah. sending 50% of the traffic to yeah. the main website, 50% mm. to the other one. Um, I even then uh, had like another experiment, uh, mm. experiment going on at the same time where I was testing call only ads versus text ads. Only, only ads or call only call ads? Only ads. Call only ads. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, it was text ads going to the landing page that works mm. the best. So yeah, that's what I've stuck with. Right, okay, perfect. So that's, that's really is setting up a, a proper experiment to yeah. see what the problem is. Yeah. Brilliant. So I want to spend a little bit of time looping back to that, that first topic <laughs> of, I guess, the scope of what you do for a company. Okay. Because specifically what you do, like what, what you always do is that actual management of the campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's you know, the stuff that's your daily like negative keywords, match type, setting up experiments on different keyword match types. Mm -hmm. I think I said match types twice. <laughs> but um, there's also that that slightly higher level of management that, that goes more into, it's not quite business coaching, mm -hmm. but you know, the, the branding and positioning. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because it's, it's definitely not in your job description. And it's not technically, people, yeah. It's not what people sign up to work with us for. No. But often, like the positioning and branding of their company has such a strong impact on the work that you're doing, whether it gets results or not. Yeah. It's hard to not kind of cross that. Not, I don't really want to say boundary because yeah. that implies that it maybe shouldn't be crossed. But that kind of those two worlds inevitably collide to something. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do, do you find that you get tender, you know, when you cross over into that realm of positioning, branding, almost business coaching stuff, mm -hmm. you tend to get 
better results on those campaigns? Or yeah, how do you find it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely make it, make an effort to look at the business as a whole rather mm -hmm. than you know just the ads because you can have an amazing ad account and mm -hmm. you know you're, you're still not going to get leads because mm -hmm. there could be issues you know outside of that. Mm -hmm. So in this case that I had, this person had some bad reviews. Mm -hmm. that, that, that just the brand itself had a bad rep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all has to work together. Everything yeah. has to be yeah. you know in the right mm -hmm. place and, and you know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one, one of the, the goals of Marketing Mind mm. and all the content we're, we're putting out now is to help bridge that divide a little bit mm. because the more that your digital marketing efforts and marketing efforts are, as a whole are in sync with everything else in the business, the more holistic approach you can take, the better results you're going to get. But for that to happen, you know, two things. You know, you said that you need to get across the business a bit more and, and understand yeah. it as a whole. Yep. But also, the more people that we work with, or it may not even be people we work with, just people who are taking care of their own digital marketing or working with someone else, mm. the more those people, business owners, have an understanding of what digital marketing can be doing for them, the better they can help bridge that gap as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's why I wanted to circle back to that positioning. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I'm gonna ask. It's almost a cool, cruel question to put you on the spot. Okay. But yeah. Is there anything you, else you've already like done to it to add? me? Because I, I think I've I've done a, you know, quite a bit of talking about what I want to talk about. Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to discuss further than what you said? Can I say no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very open-ended question. They're they're always always the cruelest to ask. I think you. Yeah. Probably would have noticed, you know, speaking with, with business owners on the phone. Yeah. The more specific your question is, the better results, or the, sorry, the better results, the, the more specific answer you get, the more likely you are to get something useful. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I guess just building off what, what you, you basically just said, mm -hmm. like, it, you really need to look at the entire business. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. know, quite often, yeah, people aren't coming on. For Google Ads, and that is a good starting point for you know all businesses, particularly small businesses, uh, you know that maybe can't afford SEO, you know initially. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely do look at the entire business. You have to look at you know pricing. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to look at the brand, the messaging, um, the the website. It, it all kind of works together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the back yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much time do you spend looking at their competitors? Um. I, I like to look at the competitors, uh, I suppose a, a good amount to begin with, mm -hmm. just to kind of figure out what I want to do with, mm. you know, the ad text. Mm. What, what are the competitors saying? What can we say that's maybe different so that we can stand out? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's always good to get, you know, steal a few ideas from them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, just, just figure out what we can do better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, to answer your question, a, a good amount of time with competitors yeah. okay and you said that's you know at the start coming up with the usp mm. and seeing what uh, so usp unique selling proposition so what the competitors are saying but also what they are saying is maybe working quite well yeah. uh moving on from there when, when do you usually go back and, and uh, maybe there's not like a trigger yeah. but how how often or is there a trigger for you going back to check competitive um i mean if there was maybe a trigger that makes mm -hmm. me look it's maybe if i see you know, like a, a drop in traffic or mm -hmm. a, a drop in conversions or something like mm -hmm. that. 
um, then you have to wonder, like are the competitors, you know, stepping up their game a little bit. Mm. Are, are they bidding a bit more? Have they dropped us to the bottom of the page? Mm. Um, you know, maybe they dropped their prices, and, and that's yeah, why. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that would kind of be a trigger. But I I, yeah. I like to look at auction insights. Yeah. Um, you know, on a weekly basis, even just to see. Mm. Are they are they changing what they do, what they're doing? Are, are they yeah? So yeah, so it regular. sounds like auction insights a regular thing, mm -hmm. relatively service level, but helps to keep an eye on things. Yeah. Beyond that, if there's a, a decline, an unexplained decline where you haven't really changed anything, yeah. it lines up with the change. Yeah. It just drops. So it's usually either something that Google has changed mm -hmm. or something in the in their market yeah. competition. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's fantastic time to check it. Um, exactly. And something that people can, at home, can take away as well. Mm. Uh, you know, if you see an unexplained change, sometimes it's a change to the platform, sometimes it's something that your competitors are doing and looking at, you know, coming up with a new USP or whatever the change was that if you know, then you can respond to it. So I think, uh, you know, I said it's a cool question. The reason I, I tend to ask it uh, is that I, I still think we get some really useful stuff like that. So yeah. thanks very much no for problem. your Thank time you. today. Uh, with that, if you are watching this on a platform that allows you to like it, if you like the video, please do click the actual like button. Uh, if you loved it, then subscribe. And the best thing that you can do for a podcast like this is give it a share wherever. Uh, it's, it's by far the best way for something like this to, to start growing an audience. Other business owners can see it. If you can see you know, someone you know, uh, you see this helping them out then hey, please help us out and them out and give it a share. Until then, if you're subscribed, we'll see you at the next uh, next episode. And oh, one other thing, uh, <laughs> our, our camera on? person and editor is reminding me like very important I'm forgetting here. Yes. Uh, if anyone at home wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best way they can do that? Um, I suppose call the office or email me. Okay. Do, uh, you, do you want to know my email? Yes, please. <laughs> It is nick, N-I-C-K, at yesdigital.com.au. Fantastic. And phone number for the office. Uh, 07 Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the audio-only exclusive part of the podcast, where I'm going to take you through how to fix bad reviews on Google, how to deal with that, that situation if you've got... It might be the first bad review you've gotten. It might be that you've uh, got an overwhelming number of bad reviews. Maybe you're doing quite well, but you still get a bad review every now and then. So the first thing to do when you get a bad review is remain calm. The second thing to do is read the review. The details can be quite important because step three is to take steps in your business to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Maybe it's not your fault, but if you think calmly about it, there may be things you can do to prevent what went wrong happening in the future. Step four is replying to that review. Sometimes an explanation is good, but a simple apology usually works best, even if it's not your fault. When you do this, people tend to see you as human and as honestly caring about your customer experience. If it is your fault, taking responsibility helps. If it's not, try to stay neutral. Fair or not, placing the blame on the reviewer will often defeat the purpose of this step. If you have followed step three, including in your response the steps you've taken to address the situation within your business can actually help turn that review into a positive for your business. Step five, flag fake reviews. If you hover over the review, you'll see a flag icon. If you click that, it'll take you to a page to report a policy violation. 
and Google does occasionally remove them, although there's no guarantee. If you only have a few reviews and some of them are bad, it can really hurt your reputation. And it's also not a fair sample size to really represent your business. So I have a solution for this too. Give a token discount in exchange for a five-star review. A good example is $5 or 5% off for a five-star review. I've seen this work for a pub giving away free beers to customers who also bought a meal and were dr having a few drinks anyway if they left a five-star review. 100 five-star reviews is easily worth 100 free beers when it not only fixes your current rating, but also makes your reputation far less susceptible to damage from any one review because it will take more than a few reviews to affect your overall rating. That's it for this week. I'll be doing these audio exclusives every single week from here on out. We'll pick one topic that we touched on in the interview itself and go into more depth about go into more depth about the key takeaways and what you can do to implement some of that knowledge in your business. I look forward to episode six where I'll be discussing social media marketing with Stephen Burke.